This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. Here's your host, Corey Tusick. This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Tusick. On today's episode, I interviewed Lamar Wilson. Lamar, as you know, I'm a big Mar on Twitter. Um, he's been in the space since about 2012, 13, roughly somewhere around there. And I wanted to talk to him. Uh, you know, I've been following him for a while, but he made a wallet. Uh, he's a software developer and he made a wallet um, before wallets existed. There was no other wallet in the app store that you could get. So it was, um, you know, only his wallet. Um, and I wanted to hear about that and kind of learn from him as to like what the whole process is like in creating a wallet and how it works, analogies, stuff like that to help people understand a little bit better. Um, and then we also talked about, you know, uh, Bitcoin and religion and, and the philanthropy behind it and helping people. And then also, you know, investing in systems and, and how that, you know, can create a new type of wealth that isn't necessarily a fiat wealth, but, you know, wealth of, of food and everything you need right in front of you. Um, we had a really good conversation. This one went a little long. We went almost two hours, but uh, it was a great convo. Uh, you know, definitely going to have Lamar on again. Really enjoyed talking with him and we got deep on this one so i hope you guys enjoy this if you want to follow the show on twitter it's at bitcoin simply my personal one is at tusik cory and you can email the show bitcoin made simple podcast at gmail.com thanks so your knee so you bat you twisted it up uh pretty bad no tear yeah, yeah i don't know if it's i mean if it's gotten better, so I feel good about it. Um, it just still kind of got pain in it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's gotten a lot better. It used to look like a grapefruit. Uh, that's It's so, like, I mean, because I think you're probably, like, around my age, you know, I'm, in my, I'm 35, and, uh, you know, as we start to get older here, you know, you're just like, like, well, I had a softball game last night, you know, and my shoulder just, like, my arm from the outfield that was like my pride and joy you know like throwing people out and then last night first throw it was like oh that doesn't feel good right and then right. one of the older guys was like just wait it's gonna pop i'm like uh, i'm not ready for that you know i'm used to being the young guy that like doesn't have problems yeah man that's the, that's the part and it just takes longer to heal like you know i used to get sprains and stuff when i used to play ball and uh but as you get older, that stuff just takes way longer for some reason. So, yeah, that's what it is, man. Would you? Uh, what did you play? Basketball. Yeah. Did you play? Uh, I played football, you... play football too, but I played basketball in high school. I was a lot okay. smaller. I was like half of myself. Oh yeah. yeah. Were you at what position? I I wound up. I was playing center, basically power forward, mm-hmm. but I can handle the rock and everything. It's just that when you the strongest dude on the team they kind of put you down at playing against oh yeah they're gonna put you down at center <laughs> if, i used to play against the six nine seven footers all of that but the oh, same wow. time i would eat them up because i was too quick and i could jump so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um you you're from kentucky yeah yep okay yeah. basketball you got louisville there you got kentucky. Uh, yeah kentucky obviously uh is that who you're are you a wildcats fan oh yeah for sure so that's my alma mater. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they. When was the last time they won the national championship? Was that? Uh, they won in twelve. Anthony Davis. 
Yeah, and then the and then the time before that was like ninety six, right? Something like ninety six, ninety ninety six, and ninety eight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That yeah, was that's all right. with Patino back in the day. No, no, it was Patino, and then it was Tubby Smith in ninety eight. Patino, oh, left. that's right. That's we right. He to, went to the we Celtics, to, right? Yeah, we went three times in a row. It was Patino ninety six, then ninety seven, and then ninety eight. Tubby came in and won it. Patino didn't win it back to back. That so we lost the second time. Yeah. No, it's I love college basketball. Like having March Madness <laughs> back this year was that was cathartic. Um, <laughs> but uh so thanks for coming on. Um, you know, we've been in a couple spaces now together. Uh and uh and I've been following you for probably like a year or so now. I love I love what uh watching you on Twitter. So if anybody that doesn't follow Lamar at this point, <laughs> you better. Um so I, what's your uh backstory with Bitcoin? You know, how'd you get into it, you know? Yeah, man. So I, uh, I'm a software developer and a finance guy. And I had a software company we were building. It was like a Chuck E. Cheese online type of thing. Oh, and nice. But so we go out to San Francisco, try to find some investors. And one of the investors we spoke to, um, he saw that we had like a token, our own little currency within the application. You know, it's Chuck E. Cheese online. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's like, he's like, uh, I see you got this virtual coin, a virtual currency here. Have you heard of Bitcoin? And I thought he said big coin, like B-I-G. Yeah. And so I was like, no. Yeah. And then when we left, right when we got outside, uh, my business partner was like, man, I think he looked on his phone. He's like, I think he's talking about Bitcoin. And I looked at it and I said, I think he's saying Bitcoin. So I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't yeah. even really, you know, I looked at it on his phone. I was like, it's not, it looks like it's not doing what we're doing. So we got to keep focusing on our. Oh, yeah. On Easy blow it off. You know, what year yeah. was that? That was. Listen, I always thought it was 2012. I hate years. Like, I'm not great. But I saw a Facebook picture that I took outside of that meeting, right? Like, that day we took pictures outside the office. And it was from 2011. Oh, man. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the next time I heard about it, I think it was the price was like $200 or something. $266, something like that. Yeah. And that's like all Bitcoin hits all time high. And that's what brought me back to it. Cause I was like, when that, that at that point I was like, oh, well, then yeah. it, it was like all time high, $266 or something like that. I think it was $266. Again, I don't remember any of the years. I just remember seeing the headline and then me digging into, I said, let me go back to this Bitcoin site. So I went back to the Bitcoin site and this time I was on my computer and I looked at the white paper and that was it, man. Like I read the white paper and I'm, that I'm built towards freedom. Like when I yeah. buy things that make me more free, like I'm drawn to them. If I see that nobody can control it, nobody, you're right. When I start mm-hmm. seeing that stuff, that's what made me realize Bitcoin at that point. And I was like, I have to, because me being a software developer, I have to build something for it. So I started down the path of learning about the cryptography, learning about transactions, learning about all of that. And I wound up building a wallet. So, yeah, yeah. So how did how that happen? I mean, because you said you you said in the spaces the other day, you built a wallet and nobody else was building wallets. Yeah, nobody else had a. So here's what happened. So there were wallets on iOS, right? Mm-hmm. And the problem was is that iOS decided to ban wallets, so you couldn't get a Bitcoin wallet on iPhone for a while. And I remember crazy articles. People were like shooting their iPhone. Like, screw you. I, I, I was shooting the iPhone in the backyard. But what happened was I had built my wallet 
right into that time when they banned them. So I was building it to release it, and then they banned them. But we figured out a way to be able to still distribute the wallet outside of um, Apple, the I, the iPhone store. Okay. And nobody else understood how we were doing it. They didn't get it. So for a time, we were the only wallet in the world you could get on iOS. Wow. Um, and and that's how, like I said, we kind of built like people knew us then because of that. Like it kind of made our name. So yeah. like I remember going to uh, Money 2020 and a dude running up to me from Australia like, oh, my God, it's the FIBA guys. Right. And just <laughs> run up to me. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't really you know me. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. And that's when Andre, like Andreas. He used to tell people to get that wallet when we would go to conferences. So we became cool with Andreas, Adam B. Levine. Like we were on like Let's Talk Bitcoin, all of those old school shows and stuff because we wound up doing a deal with BitPay because we had built this wallet. Right. And then, you know, Apple then released their ban on it and then you could get whatever wallet. But for a while, we were the only way you could get a a new wallet. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So so for somebody that's not, I'm the opposite from you. I know nothing about software development or any of that stuff. You know, like when Bitcoin devs start going, I'm just like, I try to sit there and listen, like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm hanging with you. I'm hanging. Um, but uh, how does a wallet work? Because that's a, I, one of the things I think, you know, a lot of people that come in this space where they go, it's a wallet. What, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Uh <laughs> I don't even think it should be called a wallet, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, because all it is is a very large number. Like the, your private key is a very big number, right? One yeah. that nobody else should be able to generate the same one if you have a really good random number generator. Like it'd be very difficult to guess your number. So it's a very, that's all it is, a private key that is a very, very big number and that you use this equation, right? It's almost like I always tell people, like if you look at a line equation where there is a curve, which, you know, if you go back to your geometry and all of that, that Mm you put this private key in it, it will produce you a public key. And from that public key, you get what is called your Bitcoin address, right? So there's a lot of other nuance in there, but that is the overall view view, that the wallet is just a really big number. That's all it is. And so the reason that you wouldn't call it a number, I mean, a a wallet is because all it's really doing is providing you with a way to create a signature that transfers on ledger your your coins to somebody else and basically just says yes this person can spend it if they okay. if they can if they can meet certain criteria of this script or certain criteria of the, with the signature then they are allowed to then move these to someone else and that's pretty much what it is so for it to say it's a wallet eh, you know it's a good easy way to do it because you you know you're storing your value in it but the truth is is that it's really about your ability to have access to value that is in a ledger. That's really what okay. it is. It's like a key to open and close close um, access to a, something in the ledger. Okay, so that's basically, I think I was trying to explain this before and correct me where I'm wrong, but it's kind of like the, the the Bitcoin ledger is a is the safe security deposit box, like room, you know, with all yep. the security deposit in, and the public key is the one key you put in to turn the lock, but your mm-hmm. private key is the other one? No, the private key is like the the number on the security deposit box. Oh, it just tells you where it is. Right. So you're like, your okay, there's that really, box. 
and really it's really it's a uh, a it's not the public key directly because nobody actually pays the public key anymore because that's we we realize how dangerous that could be in the future. But mm -hmm. what happens is you create a public key address based on that public key, right? And yeah. that address is what you see on the box. So that people okay. can put money in the box, but they can't take money out. So I can find you and I can put the money in, but it takes a key or maybe three keys or two keys or whatever to open that box to move it and move the money to another box. And that's basically what your private key or your what your wallet is, is it has your private key, it has your address. And really all it needs is the private key because it can derive everything else from that private key. Oh, that's okay. I'm saying so when you get a like okay go go one more step deeper so when yeah, you yeah, get yeah. Ion, please do i'm i'm yeah. i'm trying to learn and that's what I so when you hear like the hd wallet high alcohol deterministic wallet yeah basically that's what a lot of these wallets are using now so what they're doing is what they're doing is they're creating what's called an extended private key and usually you have a mnemonic which is the passphrase you know the passphrase at the beginning yeah yeah uh, yeah so you might got 12 words or 24 words those are mnemonics to allow you to help you remember what your ex is, your extended private key is. And from that, you can derive, it's like a tree. That's like the root and everything else grows. Like that might be the trunk and everything else grows off of it. So you can build all of these wallets off of that extended private key. And that's what most people's wallets are right now. So when you're on a ledger or whatever, and they start giving you new addresses, they're using your one singular trunk to build off of to build off of so that you don't have to have because back in the day you know we didn't when we weren't thinking about how i could deterministic what was happening is if you wanted to not kind of like get people to dox your account where they could just keep watching your account you would give new addresses every time you got paid right yeah but then that becomes cumbersome because now you got to back up all of these addresses oh yeah right yeah. so then somebody said okay let's do the high alcohol deterministic i can't remember what bit is but I am 39, 39, maybe. I don't know. 39, 44, I know is the is the derivation path, but maybe 39. So if no 39 might be the never mind. It's one of them bips in, in, in that area. Yeah. So the hierarchical deterministic wallet basically said to um that you could have this one seed or this root that you backed up, and you could create pretty much infinite wallets off of that root. And you would always have it backed up. So you don't have to wow. hold all of them and you can give people these other addresses so they couldn't see it on chain where you were holding all your money, but you controlled all of it. It's all about the control of all those addresses than it is like back in the day where, yeah, you still control them, but backing them up was crazy. People used to have stacks of paper wallets. <laughs> like oh. No, I'm for real. I know a dude, he had a lot of Bitcoin, like over 24,000 and he just had them on stacks of paper wallets. Oh my God. Oh crazy. my God. Dude, that's like you know, nowadays, how much money is that? That's uh, I don't even millions know. of dollars, yeah. million, millions yeah, and millions of dollars. Million dollars million. What is that? I don't know what it is. 24,000 24, and 30,000 is 720? Yeah, 720 million on paper. <laughs> yeah, he had it on. He, for real, that's what he was doing. He was telling us about his way that um he started moving over to what's called Shamir Secret Sharing for his family because that was his way of like creating like a trust so it's like yeah. instead of having multi-sig he was using like Shamir secret sharing with certain people members of the family at certain levels of who could have access to all the wallets oh, so wow. it was like 
his kids had such so so much access in it. It was crazy, just crazy that's, stuff back in the day. So that's like, uh, and was it, so yours wasn't a hardware wallet then; it was just an app. Yeah, it was a software wallet. It, we, we literally wanted to, it was called Fever, right? P H E E V A. So we yeah. were trying to tell them this is a hot wallet, like yeah. fever, like a fever, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so, it, um, it was definitely meant to be a hot wallet. Okay, so that's crazy. So you get so you get into it. You said what? Like it's two hundred sixty-six dollars. Um, yeah, it had to be because we we launched it 2014 at the Texas Bitcoin Conference. So 2013 was the year I spent building it. But I cannot remember when I saw that headline that got me to start educating myself. Mm-hmm. Somewhere so, between the 2011 and 2013. Yeah. And, and, and to this day, I'm like, I wish I walked out of there and bought some in 2011. Right? Oh, I can't how much it was. It's probably like a, a buck. I, I wish I, you know what, I'm going to look. I'm going to go look at that day I took that picture because I do have that. That's why. I, that's the one reason why I love Facebook is the, the memories that it pops Oh, up. yeah, it keeps everything up there. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go yeah. look at that day, look at the price of Bitcoin on that day. And I might I, I might not show up no more. I might, you know. You might cry and be yeah, done. Go, go jump off a bridge or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well. You know, speaking of Facebook and, you know, you mentioned freedom, um, you know, I posted whenever Zuckerberg put his video of him, uh, you know, trying to surf or whatever he was doing on the 4th of July. Um, I almost said something I didn't want to, I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to offend anybody, but uh, well, what the heck? I mean, I'm like trying to be offensive, but like, it was like, he was like the most thing I've ever seen because he just didn't. Like he didn't no emotion. Yeah. And like so lack of self-awareness of like what (laughs) it's like I'll probably bleep that out just because it's like I don't want to be mean. It's just like that's literally what hit me was I was like, dude, this guy has no idea what what he's doing right now. And and so like it's like the opposite of freedom. Um, you know, but like, you know, Facebook has its merits. Um but I mean, what do you, where do you see like big tech going here with like this craziness? Cause I mean, you know, I've, I've told many people before, I'm not a Trump fan at all, but right. the sickest feeling, like the biggest pit in my stomach I've had in years was whenever Twitter banned him, you know, and it was, it was I just did, like, yeah, I'll be real with you though. Like I thought about it, like, Hey, they banned Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, like, yeah, no, they banned they banned a lot of other people. That's yeah, what I, I right saw people. Like, they banned. Look, they banned one of my cousins. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Uh, what's his name? Hoddle gets banned like every every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> week. So I'm like, just another one of the people they banned. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never looked at it as anything other than this is a private platform, and they can do what the heck they want. Evidently, right? They've yeah. been doing it. People, there's literally a term called Facebook jail. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, They're like, I did 30 days, man. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, you know, like of uh uh because I I think it was to me just so alarming, like where you're like the the president like sitting president at the moment. But yeah, I mean they, they banned so many other people, but it but it's still just as problematic, you know. Like maybe maybe for me it was like the moment the veil was lifted where I was like, Oh my god. Like they're not just banning Hoddle, you know. They're ban- they're banning 
anybody like they'll you know they'll silence they, anyone but that's my thing though right because for me hodl is the same as donald trump there's yeah. no difference like yeah. you know what I'm hodl America, like they're all people they're all humans they have their own thoughts own opinions yep right so banning hodl is no different than banning trump no different than banning obama no different than ban like you know what i'm saying whoever they choose to ban they're a private it's organization. bad yeah yeah but they're a private organization that can ban i wouldn't even say it's bad because, it, again, mm-hmm. I think we've gotten so tied up in all of this stuff that we don't realize, like, most of this stuff is really not needed for survival. But we've yeah. been, right? You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like our priorities are so, like, jaded. It's like it's not the worst thing that could happen to Donald Trump is for him to get banned from Twitter. You no, know what I'm saying? No, yeah. Like, it's not I mean, he was going down that. regardless. It was, yeah. it was, you My whole thing is if Trump, if Trump really understood the platform, he would come back with Donald Trump too. You know what I'm saying? The next <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> do the, like, all the versions of HODL, you know? He just, yeah, uh, exactly. It's like, look, we, don't, look, we gotta stop talking about HODL because HODL doesn't do that. Now, this new this new HODL that I see is a completely different person. It's not the same HODL. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> He uh yeah he's followed by Jack now I saw. Yeah I know that's so funny. that's uh, that's that's good news. Um, yeah, hopefully but, we'll see. <laughs> yeah yeah it could happen while we're on on this call. Um, oh. Yeah no that's a that's a good way to look at it, though. I mean, I've I've said to people like as far as decentralized communication, like it's up to people will come up with it. You know people will create it. Um, you know it's not up to Twitter. And I don't think that Jack is really a fan of censoring, you know, anyone like it doesn't seem like his, I think he's a good dude. Um, you know, as evidenced by him, you know, his, his talk at Bitcoin, uh, at BTC was, was awesome. Yeah. I don't think he is either, but that's what I'm saying. It's just a, it's a private platform. So whoever decides the board or anybody who's like, no, we got to stop this. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like they make they're making a decision as a private entity, and guess what? That's part of the rights we have in this country. Yeah, like you dig what I'm saying? They have the right to do what you want as a private company. That's just not do what you want, as long as it's yeah, yeah, yeah. within the laws. Yeah, yeah, within the law. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like, think about it. It it trips me out. Like I look at all of this stuff on the same scale. It's like there are clubs out, nightclubs out there that will not let you come in if you have on white sneakers on. Our uh, baseball cap. Yeah. Like, think about that. Yeah. It's like, nobody's screaming. There are schools that make kids cut their dreadlocks off. These That's are these, these are the hairstyle that is part of their religion in some cases. Yeah. Right. It's part of how they grew up and believe, and their dreadlocks have been they've been growing them for twelve years to become a big part of them. But they make them cut them off because they don't like dreadlocks. Yeah. It's a private entity. What can you say? Only thing you can do is say, well, you know what? I just won't go there anymore. Yeah. Is that what I'm I, saying? Yeah, no. I got I got in a I got into a big argument with a bouncer in a club in Canada because he wouldn't let me in because I had white sneakers on, but they were like they were good ones, you know. It wasn't like I was wearing like some like <laughs> some like white like you know grass cutting New Balances or something like that, you know. Like, hey, well, see, what's that? Like, yeah. I like wearing grass cutting New Balances. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But if, but if they're a private entity, they should they can do what they want at that point. My yeah. whole thing is, if it was a public space, if there was a public Twitter, they shouldn't be banning anybody. 
Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Like, unless I guess that's why they got to stop hiding behind. Yeah, they got to yeah. stop hiding behind that two third section two thirty or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like, I, I agree. Think that's different. Like, I think, like, yeah, you can't be discriminating in a country with so many different people. Like, you can't do that, right? But as a private entity, discriminate all you want. I used to, I used to say that to my mom. And my other was like, why in the world would y'all like go and sit in uh, restaurants to get them to segregate? I mean, to integrate. Mm-hmm. I was like, it just never made sense to me. It's like, if they don't want to feed you, I definitely won't want to go in there and sit down because whatever they feed you, they probably spit in it. So it's like, yeah. like, and you're giving the money. Yeah, why? Exactly. But I get it. I get they were like, it was a bigger thing. But I'm like, listen, why ain't y'all just go across the street and build your own diner? Yeah. Or, you know, in wherever your neighborhood is, build your own diner and support it and put that money in there. And that happened in, in many different communities around. The country from a black perspective, but that's the same thing with Twitter. That's why I was like, when that what's the what's the site that came up after that? It was uh, what was it uh, parlor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that, like, it, makes, it makes sense to me. You kick them off of there, okay? Well, what freaked me out about Parlor was how they were like, oh, you know, um, you know, he can go to Parlor, and then Parlor got banned from the app stores, and everybody was like, well, they still have their website. And then the Amazon Web Services took down their website. And I was like, I mean, that's part of partly on Parler's part, because they probably should have just been thinking ahead and not put their web servers on Amazon. But, you know, it, it, it is it becomes that slippery slope where people are like, oh, you know, like you can go here. But like then iOS like says, no, you can't. And you're like, well, like, yeah. shit, like you're that's what you're, I'm saying. But, but see, you see how I think, though, it's like yeah. iOS says no Bitcoin wallets. Hmm. I'm finding out. It out. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the way I think. I'm like, like, if you discriminate against something I want to do, it goes back to the whole freedom thing. I'm going to figure it out. Like, yeah. if it's fair and unjust, I'm going to try to figure some way out to make this thing fair for at least the people around me, right? Like, the people mm-hmm. that I'm rolling with, like, making sure. And because if it, because if I can make it more fair for me, it makes it more fair for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Martin Luther King said, like, an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. So yeah. it's the same thing. If I can make it more just for my, just even my own individual self, I make it more just for everybody just by going that direction. You did yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, man, I, I was I was like, yeah, Trump, go to parlor. Then when they shut it down, I was like, why don't they spawn up data centers? This man got 74 million votes or something crazy. Yeah. He's got I'm enough sure money. That- he's got enough money and he's got enough followers where he could kick something up. Just run your own, set up your own data centers. And then, okay, then they say, okay, well, maybe the ISP stops them. All right, the ISP, create a mesh network. Because the crazy thing is, what I found is the more and more people fight against you and you show your resilience, the more powerful you become. Yeah. If you can can make it through, like, every storm that gets thrown at you, i.e. Bitcoin. Yeah, that's that's what I was just going to say, yeah. That's Bitcoin, right? The more you can, they keep throwing fun at you. They keep trying to take you down and you become anti-fragile, the stronger you become and the more people will realize there's nothing they can do. So I'm always like, listen, I believe in free speech, right? Yeah. Trump say whatever the heck he wants. It's not on him that people believe him or do stuff. Yeah. You know, it's on that individual. And if we ever get back to the understanding of individuality and the freedoms and the responsibility and accountability we have to have for our own actions. Yeah. Right. 
that's like that's, a, that's I think the biggest problem is right. Like that's Bitcoin. <clears throat> you have to be respond. Yeah, that's what I love about Bitcoin because I think like the biggest problem is that there's no accountability for your actions. You know, like no matter what happened, whether it was you know like any of the riots, whether it was the Capitol or you know any other thing, and then people getting arrested, they're like, I didn't think this was going to happen. It's like you gotta like. <laughs> what I mean. You can't, you can't just go sit, kick your feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and take pic- Facebook pictures and, and think that nothing's going to, you know, go wrong. Um, but, right. uh, but like Bitcoin really teaches that, you know, cause people are like, well, what if I lose it? You know? And you're like, well, that's, you know, that's on you. That's your personal responsibility. You know, what if you lose your car keys? You know, what if, what if you, what if you drop them in the parking lot? Isn't that a problem? You know? right. it's the, co- the, tr- the thing is, is the cost of freedom it's very high for people that don't understand responsibility because yeah. to be free, you got to realize you have to be responsible. The more independent you become means that you cannot depend on anyone else. And that right there is like, how are you free if you're dependent on someone? Cause yeah. at any point they'll just take that thing from you and you yeah. will go through whatever they say. Yep. Yeah. So that's free, You have to learn to be independent. You have to learn to be, responsible and accountable for your own action you have to go back to where you hunt where you're a hunter and gatherer you know what I'm yeah saying? <laughs> you gotta be you gotta feed yourself you know you right. right nobody's gonna feed nobody's gonna feed your family for you right and that's why that stuff just man that's why like i always tell people i'm not your leader i do not want to be a leader i want you to learn to lead yourself like i'll which teach is you the best way to be a leader i'll give you as much information as i have and from that information, you make your own decisions, but always know that you are responsible and accountable for your own decisions. And nothing I can say can take that responsibility away from you. Yeah. Like I can tell you to punch your mom in the face. And if you punch in the face, you got to deal with the consequences of your mom killing you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But don't come back and be like, well, Lamar told me to punch my mom in the face. You know, so it's the yeah. same thing with everything. Like at some point, Everyone needs to understand that. Only people that I'm responsible for are my children and my wife. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I feel. Like, yeah. that's who I, like, I got to make sure that they, that I lead them. Those are the people I have to lead. Everybody else, man, I'm just going to give you information to keep it moving. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, if you don't, if you don't have that accountability, Bitcoin is going to be rough for you. Yeah. If you don't have that responsibility, you just might as well just keep your money in a bank. Because yeah. if you really want real freedom, if you really want to get off the plantation, so to speak, like you gotta realize that you might get your foot cut off if you get caught. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. You might. It's not gonna be my foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're 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 way ahead. You're not everybody. You know, you're not the straggler. So right. when, I mean, that's a good point though with the leadership, um, because I've noticed that in the Bitcoin community, you know, like the like the best leaders in general, you know. Like you said, it's not just, hey, like that's why like Trump fails as a leader where it's like, you know, just like listen to what he says and do whatever he says, you know, and it's like that's not a leader like a, a leader teaches you to walk on your own, you know, I mean, similar like I have kids, you have kids, you know, it's like you they can't do anything and then they can crawl and then you get them to walk and you teach them to do this and that and swim and and everything else. And and eventually the goal is for them to be able to fly on their own. Um and that's what I see. That's what I really like and enjoy with the Bitcoin community is all the leaders are like, they're, they're a lot of people are like you. Like, I'm going to give you information, but like, 
you got to figure this out for yourself too. You know what I mean? Like you got to be able to stand tough. So is that something you see in the Bitcoin community? Yeah, man. Do your own research is a big thing, right? Like yep. you hear that was the first like, thing I was told. The first thing I was told. Matter of fact, the, the Bitcoin maxis now would literally only say that. Go research it. You've already yeah. done the hard work. Go down the rabbit hole yourself. It's funny because the Bitcoin maxis have turned into 1980s parents. Like, <laughs> you, you remember the, you remember the, look it up. It's like, mom, how do you spell, look it up. There's yeah. a dictionary in there, go look it up. Like, that was, that was my mom. There was no Google. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was no, there was no quick, it was like, go look it up. There's yeah. a thesaurus, there's a dictionary. If you check, matter of fact, we got a half used encyclopedia. The N and the P ain't there. But <laughs> everybody had that stack of encyclopedias yeah. where there was a couple of them yeah. missing. Everybody missing uh, missing one of the, the letters in the encyclopedia. But that's my mom. Go look it up. Right. And I yeah. think that's what I feel like from a Bitcoin perspective. The difference is, is that I tend to understand that even when people look it up, they might not have the right voice. They might not have the right person trying to show them. Right. Because yeah. everybody learns different. So I just said, you know what? I have this information. I have a, a particular set of skills, Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, I have a, to be able to break this stuff down to the layman, and that's just my service. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's my service to the people. Like if I can break it down so that you can actually understand it, and, and then still go look it up, then at least I'm giving you a good foundation, and then I keep carrying on my way, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yep. Just see I you on the front lines, you know? Yeah, just, that's it. Everybody. That's it. Um, yeah, because that's what I when I think I think we were in the it was a spaces we were in together the other night and I I mentioned something about I think Shinobi was in there and some guy jumped in and like kind of like tore the head off of somebody that was asking like simple questions, you know, and I was like I jumped in and I was like I'm kind of surprised that doesn't happen more, you know, like you know uh, I had Gigi on and he was like you know these are like Bitcoin angels, you know they're just like they're like so kind and giving and they don't like flip out and i've only been you know quote unquote bitcoin maxi for like a year and and i'm like i'm annoyed by hearing people like come in and ask like so um (laughs) if i want to buy a bitcoin uh, how do i transfer it you know it's like jesus like come on like just google it have you ever heard of google um and like but you guys have been in this for like almost a decade you know like how do you how do you how do you keep taking those those bullets, you know, you guys just keep taking the the the, the shots and, and stand back up. Cause no, cause just like with me, I thought he said the guy said big coin. If the dude at that moment would have said, "Hold on, stop this! This is the most transformative technology." Da 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 da. Think about where I would have been from. You know, I'm not bad off, but I'm just saying, like, think about. You get what I'm saying? If somebody yeah, oh, yeah. If that first person would have just taken that kind of time to be like, "This is where it's transformative. This is what it allows." Da 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 da, and not just bring it up. And, I, and no, no, no shade to him at all because he's he's still my good peoples. He's yeah, still yeah, a good yeah. people. But it's like at the same time, if that had happened, like I just feel like I don't know. I, if if I have, it's almost like uh, superhero movies, and I, I hate to say that because again, I'm not nobody's leader. But it's like as much as given, as much as required. That's the Bible, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah. I have it, so I gotta give it, and then I give it and give you opportunity, and then you know after a while, if you keep going down that path. Like I've I've gone down a path with some of these like uh, XRP guys, or BSV guys. Uh-huh. I've gone down that path for an hour and a half, but by the end of it, their whole entire tone changes because 
I think that I have a certain amount of knowledge that a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. because I am a finance guy and I'm a software developer. Yeah, right? you've got both angles of Bitcoin. Yeah. So I can come, I can come economically, and then I can also come from a technical standpoint. And when I do that, I think most people usually have once one angle. And to be honest. Most people have the marketing angle. That's what the angle they come in. At. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they are going after all of these baby coins because of talking points. Yeah, and I think me being able to break that down actually can help. You know what I mean? And if it can help, that's cool. Like yeah. I don't like them buying twenty dollars worth of Bitcoin is not going to affect anything. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not pushing week. your stack. No, it's not doing anything for me. And I think that's what I love about Bitcoin. As compared to some of these baby coins that somebody buying twenty dollars worth is going, you basically just taking it from them. That's what's happening. Yeah. In this situation, this is more for me. It's about freedom, and I want to like some of my favorite people of all time in history are abolitionists, right? Yeah. They're like Frederick Douglass, the Harriet Tubman's, the you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the John Browns, like all of these people are like people that I've you know through history. Those are people that I always looked at as being like the real heroes because they were yeah. not only like free, they went to go make others free. Like they understood the value of freedom. Yeah. But I'm saying and they and they, you know, they again lead by, you know, br- by bringing others along with them, you right. know, and it was kind of like a network effect. Like you think of the network effect of Harriet Tubman or, you know, the right. network effect of Martin Luther King or, you know, it's it's that network effect has been around forever on, uh, on Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, network effect at Jesus Christ, you know? I mean, that stuff's oh, still man, traveling around. Huge. Yeah, that's a usual. That's the thing, though, but I think that's, like, I don't know. I think, like, freedom to me is is on the same spectrum as love. Like, freedom, love, all that stuff makes the world a better place. And, yeah. like, having actual true freedom, but also coupling it with something like love, right, where you start to take think about your neighbor making sure that you, that they're good too, as long because it's, because I always say if we all stand in a circle and we think about the person to the right of us, it'll get back around to us. And we don't even have to think about our own needs because the person next to us is doing it. If we had that kind of environment, I think it'll just be a whole lot better, man. Like, I just think we wouldn't be, you know, so at each other's throat, so polarized in this freaking country, in this world, right? I think we have far more similarities than we, you know, then we understand. And most yeah. of the stuff is just an opinion that winds up making you kill somebody or fight over something. When the truth is, if it gets down to it and we all on the island together, like either you can eat each other or you can all learn yep. to grow a civilization. And in the past, that's what has kept human go- humankind going is the fact that we've been able to like grow together. Man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's what, that's, the, that's what I would struggle with, with war, you know? Um, like I always looked at like any war movie or whatever, you sit there and you see the enemy and you're like, that's not really the enemy, you know, like it's just another person, you know, and you're being told to do this. That's what there's this uh, story, that, a movie that we're going to make. Well, it's probably like years down the road because it kind of took a backseat. Um, but uh, I don't know if you know that I'm a filmmaker. So um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. That's how I, I backed into this and and I started a we started a streaming platform and everything and uh and and we uh we have some big announcements around Bitcoin coming with the streaming platform. So hopefully oh, uh, 
Yeah, and I might need to lend. I I need your voice because I, I mentioned this on the last podcast with Princey, but um, I'm making a cartoon called The Citadel that's like okay. gonna be like a Family Guy style humor, but for Bitcoiners. Yeah, and like I want to get all the Bitcoin personalities to voice their own characters in the show. Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. I love uh, it, man. That's and, cool. Um, though. Yeah, but there's a there's this story that we came across one time of like uh, these two soldiers in World War One that. There's a German soldier and an American soldier. They were stuck in the middle of the battlefield in like a foxhole together. And they had to spend like, you know, while their sides were negotiating, if they were going to like let each other go or whatever, they had to spend like a day together and like they couldn't speak each other's language. But like the whole story is, you know, how they basically it's like, you're just a human, you know, just another human being, you know, right. and that's. That's it's where it you. gets hard to see how people treat other human beings, you know, where you're like, I'm not, I'm not saying this to toot my own horn at all, because I, I think that, a, you know, I'm a big believer in like, you know, if you're donating money, all those kinds of things, it's better to be unsaid. But um, this thing happened to me recently. I was driving past, I was doing like a Walmart pickup order, and there was this family sitting there with like a sign that said like, God bless anything that can help, you know. Yeah. And I was like, God, like that just killed me. You know, they had like a four-year-old with them and i'm like what you know what's going on so i um i just rolled down my window because it was lunchtime and i said hey look i was like i'm gonna run over to mcdonald's what do you guys want and they were like yeah it's anything you know um and then you know so it's one thing to do that but then like i was like you know what instead of sitting in my car like I just, why don't i just sit with them you know and i got to talk to them they're from the ukraine you know they left because of russia and in the reason like they're not homeless because they don't know what they're doing. He can't get any job because he doesn't have his immigration papers, you know? And like, right. we just sat there and like shot the breeze. And and then it, this just, this reason I'm bringing this up is it really bothered me. And like, I almost wanted to run down and like, just <laughs> in my, my hockey instincts, I wanted to go fight the guy, but this guy <laughs> like pulls by and just rolls down his window. And of course it sounds stereotypical, but it was like this, like, you know, like, Old, like late 20s white kid that like had some corporate job you know and he was right. just like you got a nicer car than me what are you asking for money you know and i was like are you shitting me like like what the hell is wrong with you right. you know right. i was like i just took everything in me to like not go like go beat this guy down <laughs> but i'm thinking to myself you know i just got like this little four-year-old girl got like i got the happy meal and she was playing with a toy i was like this probably undo all the good i did if i like go <laughs> and then just like like beat that's the thing, right? Like I, I, that's Bitcoin to me, right? I'm like, I got a buddy that makes shoes in Pakistan. Amazing shoes. If I send a lot of money over to Pakistan, I might go on some watch list. Yeah, and my bank account might get closed down, right? If I send a lot of money to Iran, regular people, they might be making, you know, wonderful satchels or something. And, you know, they have a family and nice and I'm talking back and forth with them. If I send money into Iran, if I can even figure out a way to send money into yep. Iran. Right. But those are regular people. Like yeah, they're everyday, just humans. Everyday people. And it's the ideologies of the countries and these false borders that we have that have been drawn out that have created this division of human beings. Like to me, that's what that's the part I'm saying, man. Like and that's why for me, Bitcoin is like. I can send that money to Iran and they can send me. <laughs> yeah, they can send it back. They can send they can, me the shoes. The shoes they can you know send you I mean? the shoes. They can send you whatever nobody, they want. Nobody and nobody in the world can tell me that that's a, the, the sanctions 
against that country or stopping me from sending value to some people that I enjoy and love in that country. Like, that's crazy to me. And we get yeah. so many people on Clubhouse from all of these countries, Iran included, right? And when they talk, yeah. they're having a good time just like us. But yeah. it's like humans, we all are, we, we all got to laugh, we cry, we do, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're right, brother. Like, that's that's powerful you saying that. Because I, I, I used to, um, when I, I can't go say when I used to, but when I, one time I went around, you know, trying to tell, I'm a, I'm a Christian. And I was, me yeah, and this me too. dude, me too. Yeah, me and this dude just decided we was going to go talk to people about Jesus. And so we went to the hood, you know what I'm saying? Went into the mm-hmm. neighborhood, not too far from where I was living. And uh, we went down and we went to a house that was clearly a crack house. Like crackheads walking in the back, you know what I mean? In the front. And so we went up to it and just knocked on the door. And the first person to answer the door, I, I always say, I don't ever just bring up Jesus. I say, how can I help? Like, yeah. is, there anything, is there anything we can do for you? And uh, I say, anything that you need. And the dude, like, we, we was going to give him money, whatever he needed, go get some food or whatever. The dude looked us straight in the face and said, I just need peace. Oh, man. Bro, like, you talking about, yeah, see, That's... hits, right? Hits. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, here's this dude, clearly down and out, no shoes on his feet. How, like, you look behind him in the door, house full of people just smoking up, right? Yeah. And then, Midst of all of that, the first thing he asked, um, the first thing he says to the two people asking him, "What do you need?" He says, "I just need peace." Like that's huge. That is so human. Yeah. You know what I'm like that that's is what we all want. You know, that's what yeah, we all bro. want. That's that's that might be why he's smoking the crack in the first place because he can't find it anywhere else. Yep. Like, and so. When that when he said that, of course, now you know we start talking about Jesus a little bit, but it was almost like I can't give that to you. Yeah. Like that's yeah. something me personally, I can't provide for you, bro. And it was like it was such an awakening for me. Yeah. Like I've had certain incidents in my life where that stuff has happened, and it just makes me be more and more connected with humanity. Yeah. Like the persistence and the and the just the that's, that's what I'm saying. Humans are so amazing to me. But being able to put up with the things they do, be able to make it through, to be able to like humankind, right? Yeah. To be able to build, to be able to in the in the midst of adversity. But I see that in every human, bro. Like, and yeah. that's and I think that's why I talk so much about Bitcoin because I'm like, this is an environment where the few cannot manipulate, right? Yeah. They can't, they can't like do things against. The, the small guy. The small guy has his Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, and you can't take it from him. And uh-huh. yeah, you, you can manipulate the fiat price of it. Who cares? Because one yeah. Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. That's yeah. really what it boils down to. And as more people start understanding that premise and understand the freedom that it provides, then more people will understand that, guess what? Once you get to one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin, you've reached freedom from a monetary perspective. Yep. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. That money is going to be that money and nobody can do anything to it. You know what I'm saying? That to uh, me, that to me is what that's Bitcoin, brother. That's and that, you know, you think about like, you know, from biblical times up through, you know, uh, civil rights leaders and everything. It's like, what would they all say about Bitcoin? They would love it. They would love this. You know, I, I was having a conversation with my with a buddy of mine who um we had this really deep conversation because I'm I'm a Christian, um, 
and he had been an atheist until recently. Um, like he grew up Catholic like me and then, um, you know, went away from it. And then he had some like profound realizations and we were talking about that. And he was also, he's very early on the Bitcoin trail. And he said, you know, we were talking about Bitcoin and religion and he goes, you know, the only time Jesus ever showed aggression was whenever he, people were, uh, the central banks of the day were taking advantage of people and robbing them of their property. You know, he's like, you know, in the temple and, you know, he's like, isn't that interesting that like even back then that was a big problem, you know, like you shouldn't charge interest. Like there's stuff in the Bible about charging interest on people, you know, and like, you know, it's the only way, you know, and like I had Jeff Booth on and he said, the only way in a Bitcoin world to, to get more Bitcoin is to provide value, you know, not to make people, you know, to put them in debt to you and make them, you know, a slave to your, yeah. Right. You yeah. Know. I talk about that all the time because it's like our system is, I always say, if I give you $10 and you got to give me back 11, where does the extra one come from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta work. you gotta, even if you just kept the 10 and, and I'm expecting a dollar back, you still would have to go work to get the extra dollar. Yeah. And so yeah. now when I give you the money, you're having to work for me just to pay me back. Even though I just gave you 10, I didn't create that dollar. I just told you, you need to pay me more on top of it. And that's what our system is built on over it. Like, continuously down from from the fed all the way down the road everybody is a, is enslaved and then even from the standpoint of like if you think about like when you're talking about jesus if you think about how jesus was uh the people he always spoke out against were the pharisees yeah right and he's always like these cats like they empower and they abuse their power basically right Yep. Like, if you look at all those scriptures, it's like he's always talking against the Pharisees. And when he is what's so crazy, when he talked to every the normal everyday person, he talked in parables. So that's if you if you just I have never really broke that down to him. But that's the reason why I think I try to make Bitcoin and stuff like that as simple as possible, because, you know, just seeing you got to break it down for everyday people, you know. Right. And that's it, man. So, yeah, man, that, that whole debt slavery thing to me, though, is it's. It's 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 probably one of the biggest actual like rights issues that nobody talks about. Like even from the actual actually ability for us to participate in like people to participate in the economy. Everyone, right? Yeah. Everyone doesn't have the ability to participate. They might have the means and they still won't let them because they're an unaccredited investor. If you start yeah. thinking about all of that stuff, if we're supposed to be a free country and everybody is equal, why do we even have rules like unaccredited and accredited investors? Like, yeah. why can't everybody have the same right to fail and succeed, right? Yeah. Why can't everybody have the same right to actually participate? That means that the game is rigged from the jump. And it's rigged because we live in a system that is based on debt from the get-go. So you always need workers. Otherwise, that imaginary dollar that you made up that needs to be paid back Where's it going to come from? Yeah. Like, like that's it, really all it boils down to. Man. It's a zero sum game, um, you know, and it, it doesn't do any good for anybody. You know, you think about that. Like, I think that's one of the heavy things that I've like been processing through this whole Bitcoin journey is the realization that, that the world around you isn't what it really is. You know, the world that we were told we lived in and, and grew up in, you know, because, um, 
they could never go back to like you know straight human slavery so like they were like well how are we gonna entrap people more you know like we go, okay let's you know what do you have blackrock now going around trying to buy um every trying house. to buy all the every house so that they could you know what they say in 2030 you'll own nothing and you'll be happy you know it's like come on like you know it, it uh and like I, I yeah it's nuts and like and then you have like the college debt you know like i graduated high school in 2004 and i think i was like right in the middle of the biggest heist that has ever happened of like stealing wealth from people is convincing a generation you know Man. that they could go to college and and really what they did was they preyed upon the parents um mm-hmm. which i feel bad because you know like my, I, I was fortunate that my parents were able to, to help put us through college, but there were five of us, you know, so it wasn't easy. But then you have like, think about like, I, I think about like my classmates who, you know, their parents are like working class and like would never be able to afford their kids, getting their kids to go to college. But then they have these advisors come in and tell their parents, hey, you know, with a parent plus loan, you can send your kid to college, you know. And so the, to the, those parents are like, oh, my God. You know, I can give my kids something that I never thought I'd be able to give them. And and so that's like they're preying on their good intentions and enslaving them and their children with this debt. And it's just sickening, you know. And it trips me out that if you talk to people who are against like state funded education. It trips me out when you say, so you don't mind your kid going to K through 12. And they're like, no. I was like, what's four more years? Yeah. Like, you, your, your kids went to public school from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. So yeah. if the state pays for four more years, no, you should have to earn your degree. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah. if you think education is a right for you to have or a privilege that everyone should have from K through 12, why not at the higher rank or at the higher levels? And the only thing they can ever come back with is that, well, that'll help you get, well, think about what you're just now saying. You're basically saying that everyone shouldn't have an opportunity yep. to succeed at that level. That's well, the you, crazy, because everybody's not going to go to college even if you pay for it, right? Yeah. People drop out of public school. Like, that's yeah, not- Out of high school, you know? There's yeah, people exactly. that don't finish high school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it's, yeah, it's the craziest thing to me. I'm always like, I'm not a huge person for tax, because then they go, how do you pay for it? I'm like, listen, man, if we can figure out how to pay for more tanks, we can figure out how to pay for kids to go to school, man. That's oh, really man. what it boils down to. It just shows that there's a misalignment of actual values sometimes in this country. And you yeah. in Canada, so. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not in Canada. I'm not in Canada. Not in Canada? No, no, no. I, though, I do spend some time up there. But, yeah, the hockey thing would make you, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah I, thought you, I thought you said you was in Canada. I was like, oh, man. No, God, no. If I was in Canada right now, I'd have to have a mask on and be like handcuffed to my <laughs> table. Um, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, no. have podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I'd be, I'd have a gun to my head, like telling, like, you know, say what the state wants you to say. Um, no, I'm, I'm in, uh, I'm in Pittsburgh. So I'm actually, I'm not too far from you. My sister went to, uh, Dayton. Um, so right there on the, on the border of Ohio and Kentucky. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh you know not right next to like Louisville and Lexington all that stuff but you know uh, it's a little bit away it ain't that far Pittsburgh yeah. is like, uh, y'all got all the rivers running through the city huh oh yeah yeah and then we send the Ohio we send it all down your way and you know uh, <laughs> that's what and my, all the fish come up with three eyes 
Yeah, yeah, I know. Especially back in the day, whenever Andrew Carnegie was uh pumping steel, you know, <laughs> it was well, like, dude. There's pictures of Pittsburgh. You should look up like old pictures of Pittsburgh whenever the steel mills are running full steam. Yeah. It it gives it a bad look. People think it's a dirty city. It's a beautiful city, and it's clean now. But right. in like the 40s and before, it was so smoggy. There's pictures of like at like high noon on like the main intersection of downtown and it looks like it's night like there's a picture of the sun and you can barely see it through the clouds it's nuts Easy. it's uh Amazing. it's nuts but yeah could the you, um could you imagine them having an esg war back then with <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah back whenever you literally couldn't see the sun <laughs> the, right. we should we should do something about this yeah. uh, that's it's like steel uses too much energy. All right, steel uses pollutes the pollutes the world way too much. I'm just like, I don't know. If we are so far from those days, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And now they're attacking Bitcoin. It's the funniest thing to me. It's like I know, I know. And like, you know, really, I always I say like humans, we we know so little about the world around us. Where we're like how it's so arrogant of us to say that like different things we do have a drastic impact on the world. Like George Carlin, did you ever hear his line where he said, he said, I'm, I'm not worried about mother nature mother nature will be fine. It'll be here after us, you know, like, right. Exactly. <laughs> it was here before. Like, We're not going to kill the planet. The planet's going to kill us. If we, you know, get out of line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's uh <laughs> yeah i know right but uh yeah that's uh it's interesting the the bitcoin in in freedom you know like it's that's really once you accept that like it isn't what it was around you this debt economy that we have i'm like now i kind of feel like i see clearly but it's a it's a hard journey you know like so i guess oh, yeah. to encourage people that are like starting to learn and you're just like, whoa! None of this is what I thought it was. It's 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 hard. It it can be like depressing at times. Where you're like, shit, you know, like they don't want. Like you mean the government doesn't want what's best for me? Like what are you talking about? Because you, you think about this, like many of us only want more money because everybody's like, yeah, I want more money so I can have more time. But there are basic things as a human being that you have to do that the only thing you're saying when you want more money is you want to basically get your own slaves. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying, right? It's like yeah. you have enough money that someone cooks for you. You have enough money that someone waits on you, drives your car, uh, washes your clothes, watch your children. Like I started thinking about that because my wife, you know, my wife's like, yeah, I can't wait. We can move da, 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 and get a chef. And, I, and that made me think, I go, dang, I never thought about it until she just said it. But really, she's just talking about taking those burdens or those, you know, basic human things that we have to do and place them in the hands of someone else that you're going to pay a price that you can afford. Yeah. And most people say, well, that's just free. Like, it's the free market. And those people, you know, they choose to do that work and they don't have to do that work. But you think to yourself, it's like, I just created another struggling individual instead of doing it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, you know it's cut, like. It is, it is kind of like a microcosm. If you look at like cutting the grass for your, you know, cutting your yard, it's like, that's a discipline that if you give that up and make somebody else do it, like, you know, then you're just, 
you're like if you can't do that then what are you doing you're just placing burdens on other people i didn't think about it that way and so then to think about it some of them are in such dire straits because of the system that we're in that they have to do it yeah like the only way they can put food on their children's table i trip off of that because i'm like here it is a maid or a cook a chef comes to a rich person's house opens up the refrigerator the refrigerator's full yeah in these in these smaller countries right these other countries and then from that full refrigerator they get a small paycheck and go home to a refrigerator that has nothing in it yeah yeah think about that like you know it would be better like bring the person there and sup and eat with them yeah. bring their kids every day and let them eat with you like the the abundance that you have of food Bring the kids there, pay them a good salary, and bring the kids there and have communal, like a, a communal meal. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff is like the things that I feel like from a humanity standpoint, we could get back to because that's where we kind of were. And then you bring in capitalism, and which I'm not a I'm not definitely not down on complete capitalism. But when you start thinking about it from that real capitalism is good, not the fake capitalism. Not this, not this stuff, not this crony stuff. Yeah. Right. It's like, because I get that. I get capitalism because it, it actually helps you produce better goods and all that kind of stuff moving forward. But I'm talking about when you start having a class of individuals that are built on debt, that they have to go and work, and then they wind up working for someone who has so much abundance. And then people will say, well, it just is what it is. But yeah. it's like you have all of this abundance and you're giving them a small piece so that you can continue to have more than enough. Yeah. And they really have enough. So it's like there's some equity there. Man, listen, I'm talking this out right now. I'm just thinking from a human perspective. And I don't think I've ever, like, again, like when I was talking to my wife, that's when I came to that realization. I'm just coming to that realization that it's just crazy that that's how we live. And it's, I mean, I don't know if there's a, a easier way, a better way or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just know that that is what's going on right now. Because we just want more money so other people can do the things that we probably like cut the grass. Like you said, the basic thing of cutting the grass or washing the dishes. Like instead of us being the ones to do it, we sit back on our phones and scroll Instagram and get somebody else to cut the grass. It's the crap. I don't know. Dude, it's it's heavy stuff. It's like I've, (laughs) it really is. It's, you know, but then like, you know, you look at, um, you know, like you said, like getting your time and, you know, people, I don't think people, I feel so bad for people that just get stuck on the hamster wheel, you know? Yes. And, that like, too. and they just, they just do that forever. That's what, whenever I had, whenever Prince and I were talking about like how he quit his job, you know, and it's like to just get off that hamster wheel. Cause he was like, dude, like, you know, he's working from six o'clock in the morning at a trading desk until five 30. And then, you know, it's like get to go home, spend like an hour with the kids and then they go to bed. Um, yeah. You, you know, you can't, if you're on the hamster wheel, you can't be having a conversation like we're having right now. You know, like you don't have that. In the middle and, uh, of the day. Yeah. Like just right up in the middle of the day. Yeah. It, it's just, you know, there's people and, and then they like most of the world, they live that life. They just think like, Oh yeah. I mean, obviously you graduate, you know, high school or college, you get a job and you do that. And, Till you almost die, and then you know you. Whenever you are almost dead, you you stop, and you just and you start uh, traveling the world. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what? Like, I, I don't know. Because so many people, I, I 
bringing this up example of the people who were like my my uncle passed away i want to say he passed this 10 years ago but he passed away like six months after he retired you know and it's like you just look at that you're like oh like you know what what's the point you know you know all the the social security and everything they don't pay it back for the if you die early they don't give you money back that they took out of your paycheck you know that oh you know what we took too much from you like it's just that's why like what is it pto some people have so much PTO, they just stored it. Yeah. It's like, like, why are you not using that? Like, yeah. go be with your friends, go be with your family. Like, man, like everything, gosh, we getting too deep, bro. This is yeah. podcast is supposed to be, but it's like it's 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 sending me down the path, brother. Because I'm just like you got me really thinking now. Because I'm like, gosh, like. Yeah, we, you know what, you know what's so funny, and this is like a theory I always have, it's like, what if instead of us investing money to get more money, because I always say this, because think about it, we're investing money to get more money, but it's really so that when all things are said and done, we have enough money to get the things we need. What if instead of investing in that, we invest in systems that provide perpetually the things we need, like energy, like Mm -hmm. food, like if, what if people started to invest in shipping container gardens for the backyard so they yeah. can have all the food they needed at all times. Solar power, uh, collecting rainwater and doing it like, so you can get, become more independent, paying off your house. So now you have a paid for house, electricity, uh, constant electricity, renewable electricity. Yeah. You have all the water you need because you've collected all of it and you have all the food you really need and it's healthier food. Yeah, that's it's me not this wealthy. GMO stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, wealthy. that's wealthy. It's not the I, money; it's the 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 freedom. You know, you, you if you can have everything you need, what what else do you need? You know, right? Which I guess that kind of makes like the you know when we look at the the fiat mindset of like you know people that want to buy more things. You know, they're they're so focused on you know getting a getting a new car. Uh, and that's one thing I've definitely noticed with Bitcoiners is like, you know, everybody's so much more patient with their money, <laughs> you know, like uh, right. I, I definitely if I was into Bitcoin, I wouldn't own the cars that I own now. Uh, like, you know, it's uh, you know, we're planning, we're moving to like our forever home and we're building one and it's, you know, on land and, and all that kind of stuff. But even now I'm like sitting there like should i spend that money on that or should we just stay crammed right. in this little house and like you know it's like because i could stay crammed right. in here forever and just keep stacking and you know we'll be fine um you know but yeah that, that's fine I, that's what i want to do on our land i want to be self-sustaining i want i want to have you know food and in a power grid like we just you know if we get that close again to the world shutting down and everybody freaking out i don't want to have to be worried like what best i could do last time was i filled filled our deep freezer with meat that was that was the best i could do leading up to like the pandemic i was like my friend my buddy had told me something was going down he's like dude he called it in like january 2020 he's like dude this is happening and i was like uh like you know is he being crazy but like he's really smart so like he wouldn't just say this and um and so, like, I just told my wife, I said, let's just stack up on some essentials just in case, 
And then when shit hit the fan, I was like, thank God we did that. But then I'm like, I don't want to go through that again. You know, I want to be able to have, you know, the fruits and vegetables right in your backyard, you know, like, yeah, why don't we invest in that? Because people look at it and they don't see it as money. Like, How do I make money off that? But you don't think about you don't have to pay for food. You know, you don't have to pay for your house. You live in your house. You don't have to pay for it. You like that. How much money do you need to make a year then? You know, right. Which is like have you you breaking it down? This is my that's why it's my theory. I'm like, instead of us investing in financial things, assets to make more finances, why not invest into systems? Like yeah. actual systems that help us to live per- uh, perpetually without anyone. If you do that, because you can even have like even these smaller homes, you can get like a, I saw a shipping container home yesterday. Dude said he put 20 grand into it. And it was like for most people, a couple, and it worked fine. Like, you got kids and stuff. I don't know about one shipping container. Yeah, that'd be a little for tough. For them, they literally were living on the side of a mountain, looking out over this river to these, it looked like a Coors Light commercial or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, the most beautiful thing ever. And this is what they're waking up to. They spent 20 grand. They live off grid. And I was just looking at that, like, more people, if they thought like that, more people would not be homeless. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, if we thought that way, like more people would would probably be far more comfortable in their surroundings and their live. But we've gotten ourselves so worked up on having things and stuff that that's what that's how this system continues to perpetuate itself. Because that stuff makes us go get debt that we can't afford, and then there we go. Now you're a slave, and you're a slave forever. That was that was uh something I heard, and I don't know how real it is. So don't hold me to it. Do your own research. Yeah, yeah. But someone said when they were trying to bring um, like factory and manufacturing employment to South America, it was hard at first because people, when they were first went down there, they start they went down and you know these are people who are living in paradise pretty much. Yeah, and they try to throw them in these factories to work. They like screw this, I'm gonna go. I'm listen. I've been living. I'm on the beach backyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not doing that. And they said what they did was they started putting like commercials on TV for diamonds and cars. And, all of these things, and then providing credit. And they said, once they started doing that, and people started getting into debt so they could get all of these things, the, the factories filled up. Damn. That's so depressing. That's so sad that that happened. But no, but like... But it's this a is, mindset. It's the mindset. This is our way, right? This is it's the, the way trick that, we, that we're all living in right now. Yeah, that's the, that's the education you were talking about. Yeah. We, look, we're going to show you the degree, but this is what the degree gets you. It's the house, the car, when truthfully the farmer if he could figure out a way to fight off the elements because that's really what the biggest issue is with the farmer if he could figure out a way to grow in perpetuity without having to worry about the elements most farmers back in the industrial age probably would have stayed farmers yeah yeah right it was just the famines and hurricanes come through and all these things to take out their crop so they don't have any resources and then they're like they're not having this money always coming through. So they moved to the city because it's like, I need to have some resources so I can feed my family. Yep. But if you can figure out a way for them to always have food, they got land. They already built their house with their hands. I always look at like the Amish, the Mennonites, like those people are counterculture and they their culture has lasted for a very long time. Yeah. Because they sit outside of our mentality of this debt system. And they look pretty happy, you know, like you don't, you don't really see any miserable Amish no. people, you know, they're like, God, I hate all this green pasture. You know, I hate yeah, this yeah, beautiful yeah, land yeah. that I'm looking at. Amish country. 
Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Amish yeah. and Quaker and like, you know what I'm saying? It's like the minimalist type mentality. Like, I looked at those different cultures and I'm like, that right there, it might be counterculture, but it's like, if you start thinking that way, think how free you are. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. listen, if you don't have, if you can ride a horse and buggy all over everywhere, that means there's nowhere you have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Think about true. that. <laughs> you don't have you don't have to be anywhere. No, You're... you, you got to get to places, but you don't. Have, it's not like you have to get there at eighty miles an hour. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, because even I think about so every year they always have the American Film Market out in Santa Monica, and um, in every year, this guy is a homeless dude that is a surfer, and he lives out of his van, and he lives in this parking lot. You know, like it's the parking lot everybody parks in right by the beach and his van just every year just changes to a different spot in the lot. And, um, you know, we just always kind of marvel. we're like, man, that guy's always there, you know, and he had like he had a dog and, you know, and then like, we started to say we we're like, you know what, like who's really losing here between me and him? Because like he wakes up every morning and he sees the beach. And he sees palm trees in the ocean and then he goes out and he surfs and, you know, like, I don't know what he does from food or whatever, you know, maybe he makes a little bit of money or something and he, and he lives in his van. And like, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think I might have this backwards. Cause like, cause I'm pretty miserable sometimes. And this guy, you know, like you said, if you have a shipping container on the edge of a mountain, like a beautiful mountain, and what's it like? What's the what's the Moab, Utah? I had a, a a friend, a movie producer friend of mine that during the pandemic last year, because he was like, obviously nothing's happening in the movie business. Yeah. And uh, so him and his wife packed up. They'd never been campers before, and they went to Moab, Utah, with a tent. And he sent me pictures. I was like, oh, that's pretty great. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I know you're sleeping on the ground, but um, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Right. What am I doing wrong? You know, like if you have everything there, what? What? Why are we killing ourselves to get this prepackaged crap from Walmart? Damn. And the, we, and the crazy thing: no time in history have we been in a position to do this with the technology we have. Yeah, we've reached it. Like yeah. we've reached the ability to get all of our electricity from the sun. We've reached the ability to collect rain and have amazing filtration systems to make sure that we can drink that water without getting sick. We have the ability to grow food vertically in a freaking shipping container so that any elements are not going to affect it. Now, do we need capital at the beginning to get all of that going? Yes, but that's the investment. And then that's once the you're... 401k. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, you put that money in monthly every time you make a paycheck to basically start paying for your freedom, to put money down on your freedom. Like, why are we not doing that? It's the craziest thing to me. Like, I've been looking for land for the last two years in the tropical climate. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, Katie, like the Russian. Said, I want to be looking out over the water. Yeah. I want to be in an environment where I can grow food year-round because the sun is always out. And there's plenty of rain. Right? Yep, yep. It's like that allows me to then go and, like you said, get those fruit trees going, 
like all of that stuff. You can just go in the backyard, get you a coconut and a mango and slice it up and get you a couple of tomatoes and make a salsa. Ugh. Oh, man. A lobster. That's the life. That's a, dude. That's yeah, it man. right there. And you don't have to you don't have to think about anything like I, I, I am extremely grateful to God for the life I've been able to lead. But it's something in me that keeps leading me toward that kind of life as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know what I'm saying? dude, that's I've I've been thinking the same thing because I'm like, OK, we're going to have land up here. But like, I also want to have something. I love tropical climate. And and I've been telling her she's like, we. my wife says we could never live full time, you know, in the tropical climate. So I'm like, OK, I guess we have to have enough money to have two homes. But yeah. like, you know, but the second one in the tropical climate doesn't have to be crazy. Just on the beach, just just a house, you know, Small. like. Like twenty thousand dollar uh, shipping container. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll take a twenty thousand dollar shipping container. You know, and on uh, what was it? Katie the Russian? What's the places she was pointing out the Caribbean islands? Um, that she was, uh, I forget what they were, but a couple Caribbean islands where she said she could get you a passport. You know, and everything. Yeah. You know, her whole deal of of getting you a passport. And I was like, those look pretty great. Like, I think maybe we could uh, do something at least retire. You know, or a vacation home but yeah that's dude we we should have we should do a pod sometime i get untapped growth and have this conversation of like you know regenerative farming and and all that kind of stuff of like because that is and it's so funny like i wanted to growing up i wanted to have a i told my parents i wanted my whole yard to be pavement because i didn't want to cut grass i didn't want anything to do with like nature and I was a city boy and, you know, th- my dream was like, oh, you know, it'd be great to live downtown and like walk a couple blocks to a Pirates game, walk a couple blocks to a Steelers game, walk a couple blocks to a Penguin game. Like I'm I got everything I need right in the city, you know, and now right. I'm like, I'm like, get me out of here. I'm doing the opposite. I want nobody around me. I want to eat off the land, you know, like we're looking at getting goats and chickens, you know, I'm like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> Yeah. Do you do you have do you have any animals or are you guys not there yet? So last year we had we started off with about 15 rabbits. We wound up harvesting nine. Wow. So we harvested nine rabbits. I still got one more left in my freezer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we because we grow we grow hemp as well. Okay. So yeah, for me, man, I'm just like I'm just looking for that right piece of land. I'm not going to lie to you. And I keep telling people this. Like, I might just disappear one day. Like, Clubhouse will be rocking and rolling and just show up like, oh, what happened to Lamar? Twitter space like, hey, Lamar, are you coming? I'm like, uh, I'm trying to to lose weight just so I can be less buoyant so I can go get lobsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can just go get the I'm so buoyant right now. I don't know if I can die (laughs) far enough. (laughs) Dude, that's... You know, it's funny. I had this thought whenever I was a kid watching the movie Castaway. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not really that bad of a life, you know? Like, <laughs> like he's on this island. I mean, yeah, he's away from his fan- friends and family, so you'd want to be able to communicate with them. Right. But as far as the day-to-day goes, like, I mean, uh, he lives on the beach and uh, fishes, you know, like that spear fishing. And right. that's... Oh, man, yeah, that's, now I'm... You, every that's my alley, man. Like I love snorkeling. Yeah. Like, 
and we were when we went last time, no, two two times ago, the guy was a spear fisher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was we I saw him dive down, but he didn't, of course, he didn't spear anything while we were with him. But just watching him, I was like, man, I can see how this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You this go down and get your get your your share, you might go hard one day and get a bunch of fish that day, put them all in the freezer and be eating fish the rest of the week. You know what I mean? That's like, how you get your vacation days. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, brother, like all of that to me is like, I don't know. I I am looking. I'm still looking. <laughs> I'm you looking, let, looking, looking man. I, w- I won't dox you, but if you if you find some good land somewhere that that's good for Bitcoiners, let me know. That way I'll know where to go. You know where I've been looking lately just because of what happened? El Salvador. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we probably been clicking on some of the same properties. Look, we're gonna be competing. We're gonna be bidding for the same thing. <laughs> we'll be the Black Rocks going down there and yeah, up all I the because I didn't even know, like number one, how beautiful it is, and then also it's fairly like inexpensive. Oh yeah, from a land perspective, stuff on the beach, and I'm like, there's this many acres on the beach, like you know what I mean. Yeah, you probably saw some of those houses like I saw. It's like right on the beach, multiple acres. The one had like mango trees and like all that stuff. And I'm like, like fruit trees. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's pretty great. Like I could go there. Like I, I think I, I don't can need survive. a whole lot. I'm not trying to impress anybody with my house. No. I just need to be able to shelter, be able to have good shelter, and my wife needs to feel comfortable. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. but it's like I don't need I don't need a 5,000 square foot house. I'd rather have 50 acres and a 1,000 square foot house. Oh, yeah. Than a, you know what I'm saying? Than yeah. a 6,000 square foot house on half an acre. Yeah. Yeah. I you agree. know what? Like, That's, uh, give that, me the that, land and then let me just, because I'm what I've realized is that I don't stay in that many rooms anyway. Like, no yeah. matter how big my house is, you wind up looking up and be like, well, I'm in like three rooms at most, four maybe. Yeah, the rest you end of up having that room in the house. You're like, what, why do we even have that one? You know? Yeah, why does that room exist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only in America, where we we go to, you know, we go to these great lengths to indebt ourselves to get this huge house. Man. And, and it's Talk so backwards. It, Dude, it's, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to do this again, man, because this is, we got, we got deep here. I don't want to keep you too long if you got to run. Oh, no, I'm good. Yeah. Because I do have a meeting. I was looking at the time, I was like, Cause I could talk to you for a long time, bro. I appreciate talking to you. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to, and we'll have to do some spaces too. Cause I want to have like a, I do, I did the one night Bitcoin and beers. So I don't know if you're a beer drink, if you're a beer drinker or if, uh, I drank it when I was five years old from that point forward. Is no, no way. But, uh, I'm not like a hardcore drinker, but I like to sit on the back porch in the summer. So I, I, the one night I just fired up Twitter spaces and I go, we got like 50 people in there, you know, and I was just like, but then I was having this like crazy deep conversation with my buddy the other night. And I was like, this, you know, it's just kind of got me down this path of like, what are we doing? You know, like, what are we, why are we doing all this crazy stuff? He was going like deep, man. Like we, he was getting into like how old the pyramids are and shit. And I was like, it was like blowing my mind. I'm like, uh, like, uh, like I can't go that deep right now. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay afloat in what I got in front of me. But, uh, but right. you know, it's, uh, but yeah, it's, dude. Maybe we could do like some kind of, uh, maybe like a mission type thing, 
was thinking about that when you said like there's homeless people but then you could have like a twenty thousand dollar shipping container that's like on the beautiful like mountaintops and it's like what if you what if you set up communities and then like one by one get people like from homeless shelters and like you know teach them you know the basics of like what they'd need to survive and then be like hey do you want this beautiful like yeah it's a shipping container you know it's you know well, I don't know maybe 200 square feet or something right but but it works you know you want to live here or would you want to live on the street you know and like give them something beautiful to live in that's and if you and if you like we said and build the whole community where it's self-sustained because the whole idea is just make every house self-sustained and then have backups as a community just in case somebody's system fails yeah right so, so that like everybody you you're a, always you have a self-sustaining grid on each house and then you create a community grid that if your grid goes out, you're getting some from the community. I you know what I love about me. that? You can do that all without a politician. Yep. That's what it's all exactly. It's humans exactly. taking you care just, of other it humans. It takes people to decide to do it together. And that's pretty much what I've been trying to figure out, man. I got to get the land first, but I got people who are very interested in trying to do something like that. Man. So well, let's, yeah, let's, we'll have to keep in touch about that. And, uh, and, sure. And we'll we'll do this again Look, soon. Man. Man, <laughs> I guess I'll let you go. This has been awesome. What is Dude, this podcast yeah. called? It's a Bitcoin made simple. Bitcoin made simple. We talked about Bitcoin a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's when that's that's what I end up happening is that it it ends up you get into so much else because it's like there's the hard parts of like what a hard what a, what's a wallet, you know, and like all that kind of stuff. But then whenever you really peel back the layers of the onion and you're like, Bitcoin is all about like basically what you said where it's like at its simplest form it's like having having fruit in your backyard that you can pick and live off of right. you know it's not it's not depending on social security and and all those other things it's it's about a simple life maybe that's why it's called bitcoin made simple because it really is like you know winding down to like a simplistic life and you know everybody jokes about like oh you know win lambo you know like whenever the price goes up we're all going to get lambos but i right. guarantee you like Bitcoin could be $5 million and there's not going to be any Bitcoiners. There may be a handful, but nobody's the hardcore ones. They're still going to be living in the same houses, you know? And like yep. uh, I, Guy Swan and I were talking the one time and said, they're like, if, if we were single and trying to like ask the bank teller out on a date, she'd be like, Oh my God, I'm not going out with that guy. He's poor as hell. You know, like they look at like, they look at your bank account. They're like, there's nothing in there. There's, you know, like, look at the car he drives, look at the, you know, <laughs> but uh you know it's it's all we in bitcoin all lost it in a boating accident man it's crazy how that happens it's an epidemic of boating accidents yeah. bitcoin and boats just don't work out i remember at a, a miami bitcoin conference a long time ago they had a yacht sitting in the front of it and oh I really think from that point forward everybody started losing their money in boating accidents yeah <laughs> don't go on don't get a boat then whenever you live on your private island yeah, no boats, no boats, helicopters only. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I guess to to end on a on a Bitcoin note, where do you where do you think we're going here in the short term? I mean, I, there's no way anybody can really know. And in my mind, I tell people all the time, like, dude, it's going up eventually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. from a fiat perspective, I think yes, it goes up eventually. I think in the short term, I am a finance guy, so. Me even looking at the markets, the valuations in the markets, looking at what's going on with dang on treasuries, 
Like, yeah. all of this stuff makes no sense right now. Zero sense. It makes zero sense. And it's like we're running into a weird time. And of course, of course, COVID had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Um, I just think that our economy is on life support. Yep. And I think that they're going to have to keep printing money as the support for the life of the economy. And I think Bitcoin, actually, from that standpoint, you keep printing money. Bitcoin's a great place to put your money. So in the long term, as all of this stuff starts to shake out, we start seeing the uh, consequences of their of the actions of the, what's going on with the Fed. Yeah, Bitcoin in the long term goes up. But in the short term, I have no clue, bro. Like yeah. and one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin to me. Again, yeah. that keeps one me grounded. It keeps me focused on what the big picture is because why do I need a lot of fiat when like whatever fiat you're in is probably going to die at some point in the future? Yeah. Like I don't want a lot of fiat, man. I'm not looking for a lot of government currency that keeps getting printed into oblivion because of war. Like yeah. that's literally what that why they want to be able to print money. So if that's the case, one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. And in the short term, I think, I don't know. I, I truthfully, this I can't tell you what's going on in stocks. I can't tell you what's going on in any of it right now. It's I'm all make-believe right now. Up, holding on and looking for land. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking for, some land. You have kids in school or are they older? Yeah, I got two out and one in. Okay. So, yeah, so you that's my big question is what do you do with, you know, if we move somewhere? You know, like you, I, I, although Princey's got the right idea that world schooling. Have you like seen how he does that? Uh, um, uh, what's it called? Galileo, I think, is what uh, that's what I think Princey has his kids doing. It's like self directed education. It um, makes sense to me though, because yeah. educate, like, look, most of the stuff I learned from a software perspective, I taught myself. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. If you that's love it and then you just dive like, in, I didn't go to school for that. So it's like, yeah, then that's literally my trade. Like, that's what I do for a living, right? Yeah. So it's like, I taught myself that. So if I can teach myself to develop Bitcoin wallets and all of that, then these kids can go down paths that wind up teaching them the things that are necessary. And to be honest, I truthfully believe that college degrees aren't going to be as important in the new economy as trades. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to be like, you know. understand them. I agree. I agree. I mean, it, it could be anywhere from a plumber to a programmer, you know, it, yep. and it's and it's all about like just figure out I mean, how many people after college asked you what your college, what your GPA was, you know, <laughs> it's like you know, everybody was sweating about that. And I literally never once got asked, not once. Um, if people knew what my GPA was, they wouldn't believe I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what uh, I me and my parents we came to the understanding um because i mean i'm like i'm a i'm a smarter person you know smart i'm not like a genius i'm not trying to brag but like i got good grades and then like all of a sudden whenever i had to try a little bit towards the end of high school like my grades started to go down and it was a struggle with me and my parents because i wasn't interested in the stuff and so I, right. I would do good in this stuff that i was interested in but if i wasn't interested in it i would just i would just bomb i just wouldn't even try and um, but it makes sense yeah and then you look back on it and you're like no, that, why would I do that to my kids? You know, like they shouldn't they don't force them into something they don't like, you know? Um, but yeah, it's craziness. Um, well, Hey, we uh, yeah, yeah. We got two, we got five-year-old and a, and a one-year-old. So we're, we're at the yeah, beginning. Oh yeah. 
we're we got a ways to go it's uh i saw my neighbors when their their son was moving out i think he was 22 i said you guys made it you made it you know like i don't want the time to you know i don't want to rush the time at all oh, at no. all that's but um but you know there's days where you go am i gonna survive this like this is <laughs> i told my neighbor i said i'm like a jungle gym you know like they're just you climbing on me teenagers that's the time you're gonna be like am i gonna survive this like <laughs> you're gonna be wishing for these days back yeah yeah like oh, i wish it was just you know having kids climbing on me and pull me down pull my hair and you know yeah wrestling uh, like yeah like doing all the stuff that that that's the fun stuff is when they turn 16 and they never come out of their room like, yeah <laughs> which i tell myself i'm like one of these days like when my son wakes up early like one of these days i'm gonna have to drag you out of bed i know it i know that'll eventually happen but right now it's like you know he's like daddy let's get up and play i'm like Oh my God. Right. I can't, it it I can't. flips. That's what I'm saying. It flips. When they turn 16, you're like, come on, let's go do something. Oh my God, Dad. It just flips. <laughs> <laughs> they are the ones sleeping in. They're the ones that never want to get up. You know what I'm saying? That's how it uh, is. Really. That's so funny. That's so funny. But yeah, man, uh, I guess let's do this again. I appreciate it talking to you, brother. And I, dude, yeah. I can't wait to be in another space with you. Yeah, yeah. Let's we'll, we'll set it up and we got to do this a lot, man. I, I, this was one of the better conversations we, you know, you're just vibing immediately. We were yeah. like, yeah, we're on the same, on the same wavelength there, you know? Um, and, uh, and you know, that's also good too. Like I don't, I try not to beat the religion path with people because you know, everybody comes from their own background, but uh, right. I, f- I feel like there's not a lot of, I don't know if there's not a lot of Christianity in Bitcoin or it just feels like oh, man. Jimmy song, Robert Breedlove, like if you, have you seen uh, God Bless Bitcoins? I think it's what it's called. The book. Uh, no. Yeah, you got to check that book out, man. Like, Jimmy wrote that with, like, eight other people in Bitcoin. And it's, uh, what is it? God, I can't see. I will mess the name up. It got God in it, Bitcoin in it. Look it up on Google, anybody that's listening. Yeah. But Jimmy song, like, check that book out um, because it really talks about, like, the way we were talking about it talk about bitcoin from the standpoint of being the fair money like actually yeah. being money that you know that jesus would probably be down with you yeah. know what i mean something he would have stood for you know yeah because it's like the system is is a debt-based system you yeah. know so it's like yeah you should check it out what is it i can't i don't know why I can't is, it, is breed love a christian or is he just like a spirituality person or Ooh, Jimmy? no breed love no i think he's a straight up christian Breedlove, he just went down the Jimmy big clout roll. Right? All of those guys, I think, are Christians. Russell O'Connor wrote the uh, forward for the uh, thank bless uh, God bless Bitcoin. Yeah, I think it's God yeah. bless Bitcoin. That, like, I wish I could look it up right now. We on this Zoom. I don't want to have. Yeah, I'll have to. Look, I'll look it up after. Yeah, I mean, I can put it in the show notes. You know, that way people can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definite Christians in Bitcoin. Definitely. Yeah. You got to think, too, it came from a libertarian type of a, you know, Mindset. background. Yeah, and a lot of libertarians are Christians. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh. That's what, uh, well, I, I, for the, I, I, I mentioned this, I think, on the other one, but uh, the uh, breed love um, with the bit clout and going down that shit coin rabbit hole. He'll be back, you know, we'll, we'll welcome back with open arms whenever. And all I would say is, do again the reason why I don't worry about what individuals do because I'm not trying to be everybody's leader. It's yeah. like 
it's on him. If he wants to mess around with Big Cloud, I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't. I'm not gonna spew stuff at him because all of that stuff feels like uh, Salem witch trial type stuff to me. Yeah, yeah. Right? If they want to talk about Big Cloud, it's not bothering me. I'm not. Matter of fact, I went to Big Cloud one day, and uh, these guys on Clubhouse said, "Like, Mark, go check it out." I said, "You know, I'm gonna go in and check it out." So I went and checked it out. Went on there, and if you go to my site on Big Cloud, all you see is a picture of Lakeith Stanfield from Get Out movie. And it just literally says, do not spend your Bitcoin, get out. That's all it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Of him on, on BitCloud. But I stayed in there one night for like three hours with these guys. They were trying to tell me how it worked. And I was like, it's just feel like a pure scam. They was like, no, watch, we're going to give you some coins. So they gave me these coins. And then I said, okay, what happens? Because, you know, I'm playing around with it. I was like, what happened to myself? And the value that it said I had when I sold them, it was nowhere close to that value. And yeah. so I was like, this is Y'all telling me all of this stuff this is crazy, and y'all like this, and you telling people to get on it. Like I was just like, and they were having a good time with me because every person that came in to learn about Big Cloud on Clubhouse, I was like, stay out, get away, yeah, and they left me away. on stage. So it was just like a, it was like a huge like fun thing that night. But since then, I have not been back on Big Cloud. Yeah, like I checked it out because those guys were like, man, it's cool, it's fun. And I went in, I was like, there's nothing fun about this. I like, I don't get the fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. when he did that, I was like, all right. He he did what I did, but he him putting it on his profile is different. He activating it, him activating yeah. it. That's yeah. you know, that's yeah. uh it's different. Well, that's uh yeah. I mean, you know, that's why I keep I do just for fun, and I think that's why he blocked me, but I do I call it the <laughs> the uh I call it the shit coiners thread of shame. If you go on my oh, profile man. and um it started with chamath when chamath started shitcoining and i did like it's just like the picture of chamath here and then on the, next to it was um roger veer and it said like you either die a bitcoiner or you turn into roger veer and um and then then like elon did his thing so then i said you either die a Bitcoiner or you turn or you turn into Chamath and it's like a picture of Elon and Chamath. And now and then the next one was you either die. A Bitcoin. Doing it. Yeah. Now it's the next one in the thread is breed love. You either die, you know, a, a Bitcoiner, you turn into Elon. Elon and it's breed love turning into Elon. And so I was just I did that. And I think that he, you know, I was like, I, I even said, like, I was like, hey, just so you know, like, I'm not like I I tagged him in and said, I'm not trying to do this behind anybody's back. And whenever you want to, you know, reconcile, you know, we'll we're all here for you. You know, we're, we'll, right. you know, we'll welcome you back. And I did the Michael Scott when he does the my prodigal, my prodigal son returns, you know, <laughs> like when the prodigal son returns, we'll all we'll all be here for you. You know, yeah, and look, even that, like I, it doesn't none of it bothers me at all. Real talk, man. Like the big, the, the toxic Bitcoin maximalism, it is what it is. Like it doesn't, I have my own way of doing stuff. I, I kid with Hado and all of them about like the laser eyes and all that stuff. Cause I'm like, bro, yeah. I ain't never putting the lasers on my eyes. Then I said, yeah. I'll put the lasers on my eyes once we hit 100K. Then I'll do the lasers. But it's yeah. like, I just like playing with them because I'm always, again, I'm a rebel. So it's like, I can't be rebellious on one side and then just like fall in line in another way. So yeah. I gotta I gotta punch back all the time. So I always fool with hot on them and be like, man, get those lasers off your eyes and that kind of thing. But for me, at the end of the day, it really don't matter. 
Because if you have Bitcoin, you're in the space. Listen, hold on to your Bitcoin, keep it moving, and take care of your family. Man. The rest yeah. of the stuff is just fun for Twitter. And I didn't even know how Twitter was until this year. Like now I see how Twitter is, I'm like, this is the craziest thing ever. It's My wild. Crazy, right? <laughs> it's wild. It's like, yeah, I haven't like, used Twitter until I got on Clubhouse. Without Clubhouse, I wouldn't have known like Parabolic, all of them. Like now I'm like I didn't even know Halloween's like huge like he is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's even Marty. Like I told Marty when I was on Marty's show, I was like, Marty, like I didn't even know about your podcast. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. I didn't know about the plebs. I didn't know about any of this stuff. I don't listen to Bitcoin podcasts because I've done so much. It's like I'm There's not much like, more I'm for you to much, learn. Yeah, I'm pretty much like listening to the choir all the time. So I don't really listen to anything like Bitcoin stuff that is like a podcast. And I'll, I'll definitely get in Clubhouse and like discuss certain new topics and stuff. But as far as podcasts, I didn't. So I didn't know Marty. I didn't know a whole lot of these guys. Jimmy, old school. Uh, Tone Bass, old school. Thing on Andreas. All of them are old school. Uh, even Eric Voorhees, because I know people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People have right? their problems with him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, all the old school heads, when I came to Twitter, I was like, man, like Twitter eats up the old people. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not still 100% Bitcoin, you get. Right, right. You know, but you here's the thing. Up. And I think if we was going to talk, we should do that next time. But here's the thing. In the old days, nobody was 100% Bitcoin. Yeah. Because that was the whole point. Like everybody was experimenting. Yeah, you're figuring it out. People you know? don't understand that. Like with Litecoin and Dogecoin, like Dogecoin was fun. Every Bitcoin I knew had Dogecoin back in the day because it was just fun. It was a joke. Like, yeah. It was like, oh, hey, like let's Felix, start. Felix uh, that works on Bitcoin Core now, he's the way, like, he, they created a wallet from Germany messing around with Dogecoin to make it rain. <laughs> and like, you just, and I was the voice. They met me in Texas. They were from Germany. They met me in Texas. They said, we need somebody to put a voice on here so we can, so when you yeah, make it, it rain, make the Dogecoin rain, it says stuff. So I was like, much Doge, many, many, uh, many money. Like I was just making up. <laughs> like, yeah. just And it was just fun, right? So I'm like, back then, everybody was experimenting with everything, trying to figure out stuff, counterparty and color coins. And it was all of this stuff. And so whenever I see people attacking people who were like experimenting with stuff in the past, I'm like, man, that's not cool because it's like that's in the past. I can understand now, but once you go through that and understand like this stuff don't work, it's not worth it, da da da, that's different. But if you were in the past doing it, like everybody was because we was trying to learn, it was just fun. And yeah. most of us were like developers, right? So you go and try to push the limits of something, run this and try to, right? So that's how it was. And I think a lot of the new people that came in 2017, because it was such a financial group of individuals that came in because of the ICOs and all of that, then the whole thing changed more towards sound money, towards, you know, ICO derivatives, those kind of things, right? And now we see like, quote unquote, DeFi. We see all of that because it was a different group of people. The early people were libertarian and programmers. Most of the people I met were programmers at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like when I met somebody somewhere, they were always somebody who was like developing or yeah. in the software or cybersecurity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now and it's now, mostly like finance people and, you know, the plebs are just like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love them though. 
But it's crazy. It's just different. It's a it's a completely different time. So I always am the old head that fights back. Like you're not gonna tell me I ain't gonna say crypto. I've been saying crypto the whole time, you know. Yeah. Because we were yeah. like, Mars, it's, it's uh, Bitcoin, not crypto. I'm like, man, whenever we said crypto, we were talking about Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. It's just a word. It's just yeah, a word, exactly. you know. It's, so yeah, man. We definitely we should definitely have you should have an old head, young head talk. Yeah. It, yeah. It is such a it's a different. You know what I'm saying? Different dynamic of of yeah, what of the type of people that are in the space. I wonder. Yeah, we should do that and get maybe do it on a spaces or something, and get some a mixture, but uh, or like do like a, a a multiple people on a on an interview. It'd be interesting. Yeah, because you know I tell people like, uh, you know, I was so far down like the shitcoin rabbit hole that I was like debating on making one for a company of mine, you know, like I was like, well, obviously, you know, you make a token and I mean, Bitcoin is obviously great store value, but it can't do anything, everything, you know? And, and then, so I started exploring that and then I was like, wait a minute. And that's when I discovered lightning network. And I was like, hold up everything that any shitcoin wants to do can be done on top of Bitcoin. And that's when I asked myself, well, why would I make this shitcoin? And I was like, I guess the only reason would be to enrich myself. And, um, and so that was, that was the moment where it was like, yeah, I, I can't do that. And that kind of turned me into a maximalist and I held on to one ETH coin for probably like four or five more months or something like that, six months. Um, <laughs> and then finally sold it and was like, yeah, all, but I mean, even for then I was, I was, I didn't even believe in ETH. I just was like holding on to it for the fiat. And then once I kind of wrap my head around like wait a minute why am i even focused on fiat i could have more bitcoin right now if i sell that thing and uh yeah so it's a yeah it it, everybody has their 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 bitcoin phase you know it's kind of like a tropic thunder you know and it's like uh everybody's it's hollywood everybody's gay once in a while you know (laughs) (laughs) it's real though it was so funny i even had those coin when i came into uh uh, black Bitcoin billionaire because it was just old Dogecoin I had, and I used to tell people because they would ask me about, like, yeah, I have a little a little Dogecoin. It was really like one hundred eighty seven thousand of them, and wow. so I'm, I'm sitting on them. And because of Black Bitcoin billionaire, me telling everybody like, don't be looking at all these crap coins. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sell all my Dogecoin, and I sold it right before it took off. Like <laughs> oh. I sold, <laughs> of course, right. I sold them. I sold them all off right before it took off. So then they always give me a hard time. See, you still should have been holding on to your dogs. I was like, nah, I feel I feel okay. I'm good. Feel better. Feel yeah, better feel, not. Yeah, not telling people one thing and then me still holding on to those. Yeah, because like, then you're taking saying, advantage was, of people. Yeah, even though it was back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was like long time ago. Like I still have Ripple somewhere that I got for free in 2014. I can't yeah. even. I don't even know where it's at, but I remember them giving me some Ripple when it was Ripple, not XRP. So yeah. it's like, of course, I was like, I still, and I tell people that, I'm like, I got a thousand of them somewhere. But it's like with the Doge, I literally had some because again, I told you we used to play around with that stuff all the time, and I wasn't even thinking about it until I got in Black Bitcoin Billionaire on Clubhouse and was like trying to educate people, and then they would say, Lamar, do you have any of this or any of that? And I'd be like, Yeah, I do have some Doge left, and so I sold it. And like the very next two weeks, it went up to like 65, 50 cent or whatever. <laughs> and I was, of course. Like, I was like, well, that's cool. I'm good. We'll be all right. But I did have some. That's what I'm saying. It's like 
back in the day, we all had a little bit of something. Matter yeah. of fact, I remember I was asking people that they want me to make a Litecoin wallet from the FIBA wallet. Oh, we really? never did. Yeah, we never did it. But yeah, we were like, and we had gift cards in the wallet where you could buy gift cards directly in the wallet. So you could use them in like Whole Foods and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, we had all kinds of like dope stuff going on because we were just experimenting. We were trying to learn. And it's like now, I think it's, you know, it's such a battle. You know, people are really like, no, only Bitcoin. And I'm like, that's why people like Eric Voorhees, who's been around for a long time. Like he gets a hard, he gets a hard, uh, what do you call it? Like he gets a hard time, him and, you know, some other people that might even be running exchanges or whatever. But it's like, bro, we've been in there so long. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like what else? It, what it's else? impossible not to have been touched by. Yeah, not to be messing with something. Yeah, not to be messing with something. It's like it is what it is. So that's why I'm like, I listen to all the new cats on Twitter. This Twitter is just a, a different space, man. It's so how, funny. To me. So hey, how long you been on Twitter? I've been on it forever, but I never. Wait, you was just never used it. Yeah, like I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I, did not know. <laughs> I did not know, brother. I didn't never really make posts. Like if you go back, I probably don't have maybe that many. All of my posts are from like this year, like yeah. the last year and a half. And even all the most of the followers I have come from like this year or so. Because most of the time on Twitter, I was like, okay, I really didn't. I didn't understand it until you get in a community like Bitcoin Twitter and it's like, <laughs> Ah, uh, like so. This is what's going on here. This is what people are using it for. I got it now. I see why they thought Trump was so dangerous because I guess he had a following like that, where it was like, you know what I mean, like this like organic, f- a fervent, like you know, they're just yeah. like chomping at the bit. You know, well, oh, that kind of makes sense because they, you know, in Bitcoin Twitter, it's like the moment somebody steps out of line they're just get chewed up and spit out and it's kind of what like that's kind of what trump did with like you know yeah like chris christie you know was like one of his guys and then all of a sudden you know throw him in the wood chipper and they get you know destroyed um yeah that's uh that's it's interesting um yeah well it's uh i had my one thing kind of go viral last week i have to send it to you it's a you know the movie tropic thunder do you know it well yeah 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 I, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a uh, the Tom Cruise character dancing to the to that song. Uh, let's make let's make lots of money, and uh, yeah. and it's like what just showing like what plebs do whenever they're buying the dip. You know, they heard like Bitcoin went down. It's just him dancing, like you know, so are buying you like these little films. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Though I I do that one just for fun. That okay. one. That's I'm not like. You know, for like the big movie, like we don't do huge movies, but we uh, regular size, you know, movies or whatever. Like I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to do all the CGI and all that. Uh, so you do medium a- movies, medium and large movies. Yeah, hopefully, once the with the streaming platform, once we get the more subscribers we get, the more money we'll have to just produce our own. That's just this is like the nice place where I'm, I'm happy to be, where we're like, hey, you know, let's just let's make something. Like I, I think this one idea is gonna be funny. So let's make a 10 episode series about it, you know, and right. and it's not going to be like this huge production, but it'll be something that that's fun. And then eventually, you know, maybe we can start blowing up like, you know, big, big buildings and stuff like that and have all the, the special effects. We are making a movie about the Titanic, though. Um, so that one's kind of big. Are uh, you for real? Yeah. Is it like yeah. a documentary? No, no, it's uh, a narrative 
called uh, Unsinkable, and it's about the uh, like starts off with the sinking of the Titanic and then goes on to um, the court hearings and Senate hearings that took place afterwards um, to try to find out who was it, who was responsible and stuff like that. And it's funny because it ends up playing into this fiat like money crony capitalism world of like uh you know jp morgan was going to make a ton of money off of uh the you know the british buying his steel for world war one and he wanted it to be hush hush that like the white star line was at fault for the for the because the white star line who owned the the titanic it was their fault that you know they were going too fast they were ignoring all the warnings and they if they had to pay restitution to everybody then they would have been bankrupt and that was england's biggest uh company at the time so their industry would have fallen apart right before the the great war that was brewing so it's you know kind of interesting now that i you know i started that one i mean we started working on that we learned about that or picked up that it was a stage play and we turned it into a screenplay back in like oh. 2016 or 15 never made it to a stage but um but yeah, we'll we'll see. It'll it'll get out there. We got some. Do so that yeah, like Netflix or any of these other guys. What's that? You ever sell them to like Netflix or any of these other people? Oh yeah, yeah, we sell them to to all those guys. Although nowadays everybody is pretty much doing their own thing. You know, they everything's created. So you know, stuff we used to sell to them four or five years ago, they're not necessarily going to nab up nowadays. Um, but they just got stories now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. Why everything. Everything's got to have a home, you know, and and uh, so that's why we our, our streaming platform is Movies Plus and uh, and we'll be launching here in a I'll edit this part out. The Citadel. we got to get get that going. And uh, and, and it's going to be like Family Guy. And we're going to have the, the Church of Robert Breedlove and Rat- Latter-day Saints. <laughs> and, uh, you know, oh my God. but are you going to get him to voice it? I don't know if I'll be able to get him to voice it because he'll probably he'll probably he yeah he blocked me so I don't know if he's gonna be uh, down for it although you know maybe if I throw some big cloud his way <laughs> right right I think I think uh, ugly goat is a Christian too now that I think about it I think he's a Christian oh yeah yeah so yeah man I mean brother this has been real and you know it's so funny I was getting a million phone calls while we were on this I had to just text somebody and tell them. Oh well, dude, I appreciate that because I'm, I'm a new, I'm a new pleb, so you know that to hear hear from you that it was a good conversation that means. No, it was, man. Like I like this is such a real conversation, and it's crazy because I've been having some real conversations on these Bitcoin podcasts. It's yeah. crazy. It's, like even uh, me and Marty went family. Like it just went straight to family, and then like I just did the Bitcoin Matrix one. That was like that. It's very interesting. Yeah. It We'll have so whenever to, you whenever you want me, man, just holler at me for the spaces. If I'm available, I'll try to come through with you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I'll try to get you on. I'll, I'll I'll get you on more. You know, I try to mix it up, but I mean, dude, you'd be a great regular guest. So you know, if we can figure something out, um, okay, you know, I'll, I'll invite you back on, and we can do some have you know go down different rabbit holes of the conversation. Right, right. All right, man. Where 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 can people find you? Let them know before oh, we uh, sign. Eh. You can find me everywhere at B I G M A R H, Big Ma. All, yeah. the, H is for, the H is for how my dad says it. Ah, so it's Ma. Yeah. 
right? Is that how he says your name? Yeah. He says it, Ma. He don't say Mar. He says Ma. So because he says that, then I always put the H in homage to my pops, man. Nice. So B I G M A R H everywhere. Awesome. All right. Well, Mar. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. And let's do this again real soon. Yes, sir. Talk to you later, man. This is awesome. All right. See you. Later.